really great future. We're talking real money. Did uh, did Puxatani Phil see his shadow? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, darn it. Doesn't that mean like six months? No, six weeks. <laughs> Not six months. Isn't it like six more weeks of winter before we get to have spring? And uh, so spring is not as close as we want, is it? Well, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, February's here, and yeah, it's time for spring. By the way, if I go out in the sun, I pretty well see my shadow. That's a whole other Wait, story. wait, wait, but wait, 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 wait. How many times do you <laughs> see your shadow in Seattle? Ooh, that you actually has a certain point. ring to it. My yeah. shadow in Seattle. Yeah, that, but I'm just saying, due to my size, oh, I always oh, see a shadow. Oh, that was the point of the oh, Anyway, setting that uh, aside. Only if the sun moment. shines. Indeed. The rest of the so, time, no. you're shadow free. You're svelte. Exactly. That's, that's a good news <laughs> for me. I tell you what. what? Uh, yeah, everyone's hoping for spring, but what people are really thinking about now is what? Taxes. No. Taxes, no. taxes, taxes. Shh. Get those tax Shh. forms done. Quiet. Oh, I hate oh, even. Man. Oh, and this year, particularly, I hate thinking about taxes. Not going to be a whole lot of so fun. So, are you going to wait? I want before we continue this episode. Yes. Are you going to make us all think about taxes today? I'm not going to make you think about it. I'm going to make you think about the things you shouldn't do when it oh, comes to oh, taxes. Oh, good. Yeah, get me out of stuff. The That's stuff fine. Stuff I see. What yeah, shouldn't I, mean, I do? Just, well, I mean, for ta- taxes and investing, they get kind of crossed up, and people, I think, make a lot of mistakes. I'm going to give you just a few of the basics that I see on a regular, uh, regular basis. Number one. People have this thing about after they make money, I got to find this instrument that's going to make sure I don't pay any tax on that. Yes. And and it's not a cello. It's not it's a cello. Maybe it should be, but here's the thing. You're going to pay taxes eventually. You're made money on stuff, especially capital gains. You're going to pay tax. There's all kinds of oh. of tricky a tricky ways you could do this to well, yeah, there's the, the capital everybody, gains. Everybody's looking for the 1031 exchange on real estate, yeah. or they sell some stock and they're going, how do I get out of this? How do I do some tax law selling? So you can't. what you're telling us is we can't get out of this? Well, not. and, and here's here's the problem. People have a tendency to think, I'll find something that will allow me not to pay the tax. What they don't realize is they usually trade it in on illiquid investment. They trade it in on something that is very high in risk. And they've done what I call letting the tax tail wag the dog, right? Instead of the member of the dog should wag the tail. So, <laughs> yeah, I no, because all you have to do is just imagine that in your head, and it looks <laughs> exactly. really silly. So don't go out and try to find. We just talked to someone who got into a tenants in common situation, and oh. actually was defrauded. Another one where they never know when they're going to get their money back. Again, people have this tendency to say, "But I didn't pay the tax." You know, for the most part, I think it makes sense just to pay the capital <laughs> I, gains and get on with your life. I lost part. all of my gain, but I didn't yeah. pay a tax. And that's in, in this last case, that's exactly what happened. So that's number one. Number two, here's one that actually I think does make sense in today's world. If you're an investor, you're figuring things out, exchange traded funds in a taxable account make yeah. total sense. Yeah. Total sense because you don't, you still have to pay taxes on uh, dividends. And you still got to pay taxes on interest, that stuff, but you don't have to pay it. There's the capital gains are not there. So it's a whole different kettle of fish that makes sense. And it's a fresh kettle of fish. It doesn't stink, which is really good. Uh, but there's also, in addition to ETFs, some fund companies like Vanguard have tax 
managed funds where they try to buy stocks that don't pay dividends. They try to avoid distributing dividends. And, and those the, the index those kind of index products are also really effective. And the They're fee very structure effective. yeah, the fee structure yeah, low. Tax tax managed mutual funds. Uh you mentioned Vanguard, certainly dimensional funds have them, but what I'm saying is in a general sense in a taxable account it probably makes sense to use the exchange traded fund version of a mutual fund. Okay. Why not though? Why don't I just go whole hog, Tom? I already know the answer, but I have to ask you. I'm pretending to be a member of our audience. Yes. Why don't I just go whole hog into tax-free municipal bonds? Well, and this is a, this comes up, right? A lot. Uh, remember tax municipal bonds, the interest paid you don't pay any tax on that versus other bonds. Yeah, you got to pay the tax. Okay, so there's a reason why, why the municipal bonds are paying a lower tax, or a lower amount of interest, because people have figured out, well, I don't have to pay tax on et cetera. It turns out you got to have pretty high income to really have this be important. In other words, it's better just to take the higher interest versus using municipal bonds and think you're getting some big break. The, it, it, you got to have a lot of income for that really to work out. I'll put it that way. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, because the yields, because it's a supply and demand market, and a lot of people are looking to get out of taxes, so they're bidding the price of municipal bonds up. The yields then come way down. And the fact of the matter is municipal bonds, while they are often, often, not always, full faith and credit vehicles of states and municipalities, there can be, just with as with corporate bonds, some very, very dangerous issues. You have to be really astute or have a, a very broadly based portfolio of them. And, and then you sit down, you have to sit down and do the tax, do the tax cal calculation. Are you making more on an after-tax basis? You don't want to cut off your nose to spite your tax face. Ooh, another one. And that's a very, that's a painful thought. That's a very good point. And by the way, here's another thing to consider when it comes to munis. I trust a mutual fund family like Vanguard, which has a very long track record with municipal bond funds. I would not run out and buy my own muni bonds uh, for several reasons. You just mentioned something interesting, risk. People have a tendency to think that municipal bonds are absolutely safe. They are not. And number two, in today's environment where we have the shifting of what the world's going to look like after COVID, there may be some municipal, more municipal bonds that have trouble because taxes are going to be lower, et cetera, et cetera. So I would only use a bond fund. And as you just said, determine on an after-tax basis whether or not it makes sense to use them. Excellent point. And, and, it's, Excellent. and it's often really, really simple to figure this out. You don't even have to delve into the portfolio. All you have to do is look at the yield. Is the yield ridiculously high? Well, if so, then there's almost always more risk. As a matter of fact, Vanguard has a tax-exempt bond fund and a high-yield tax-exempt bond fund. So you, you know that that high-yield tax-exempt fund is going to have lower-quality securities within it. I mean, it's yielding right now about one and three-quarter percent on a 30-day basis, um, and uh, that tells you a lot because that's equivalent on a taxable basis to two and a half percent or so for yeah, somebody exactly. in a higher bracket. And two and a half percent on bonds these days, like, well, <laughs> while it doesn't sound like much, that's a relatively risky bond.
It is very rel- relatively risky. Let's talk about a couple other ones very important when it comes to investing and taxation. There are reasons to hold certain types of assets in certain type of accounts. For example, it makes no sense as far as I can see to own real estate investment trusts in a taxable brokerage type of account because remember they have to pay back 90% of their earnings every year. You're going to pay tax on it. So that would be something you hold in your individual retirement account. By the way, if you can do other types of asset location to terms of, uh, if you have the money, then it makes sense to hold more bonds in qualified accounts and stocks in taxable accounts. Little things that in terms of taxation can be a big, big deal. And let me just run through a couple other ones, Don, sure. that I hear a lot that people think, ah, this is a no brainer. Roth conversions, Roth conversions. This one really gets under my fingernails because people think this is easy. They think, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and convert everything from an IRA to a Roth. I'd say after age 50, that is, it's very questionable because remember, you got to pay the tax. And then you got to have the growth to make up for the tax. I still believe my CPA always says pay no tax before your time. If you're 40 and you're doing it, completely different equation, I think, to consider. But I would not just, I knew an advisor once who told everybody, you just got to convert that IRA to a Roth. You got to do it, got to do it, got to do it and pay the tax. I don't think that makes sense in, in for the most part. Um, that's one and then here's the other one, because it's come up le- recently, and that I think it's going to be an interesting thing when some of these young people see this in their tax bill next year. If you're trading in a taxable account, if you're buying game stock <laughs> and selling AMC and et cetera, yeah, you're going to get this little thing called 1099. And the government's going to say, I'm going to go cock-a-doodle-doo all over your head unless you pay the tax on the gains, et cetera. There is no way I'd be trading, if you had to trade, which we don't think you should, only, 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 I guess, in a qualified account because you're not going to pay all those big taxes, right? Right. Right. Not smart. Uh, By the way, just want to remind you that if you have a specific question about money, investing, you know, the kind of stuff we talk about, you can always call us at 855-935-TALK and leave that question and we will uh, answer it on a future podcast. Or you can go to TalkingRealMoney.com, hit the contact form and record a question or type it in like this person did. Tom, you ready? Yeah. Subject. American funds slash T. Rowe price funds. Really enjoy the podcast. I've been a vanguarder. I didn't know you could be a vanguarder. Wow. I guess you can. You can be anything. For 20 That's calls for a vanguarder, something like that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Or not. Apparently, I'm more practiced on my do to do's than you are. <laughs> yeah, you're really good uh, at them. <laughs> There. There you go. Uh, Thank you. For 20 plus years and have also owned uh, some American funds in the past. Uh, what are uh, your uh, thoughts on American down on the last note there? Yeah, there you uh, go. Thank you. What are your thoughts on American funds if the class A sales charge can be bypassed, such as purchasing F class shares through Vanguard or Schwab? Some of their funds, like American Balance, have a have good long-term track records. Same thing with T. Rowe Price. Keep up the great work. Here's my answer. Yeah. Here's my answer. I'd like to see your ballot from the recent election. Did you vote half Democrat, half Republican? I mean, you got to decide what you believe. I believe in getting market-like returns 
for a long period of time. Some people split their ballots. That is a terrible analogy. Okay, I'll come up with another one. (laughs) What do you do? You exercise all day and then have a, a bowl of hot fudge. For Absolutely, because I, right. that's how I justify the hot fudge. <laughs> there you go. I'm not doing well with all this. That's all right. But the point is, you either believe you found someone who can beat the market, and in the case of American funds, it's many people because they have more than one manager per fund, or you say, "I'll take market-like returns. I'll get what I'll take. I'll take what the market gives over a long period of time." I believe the latter, not the former, and so and, that's and, what I'm sticking with. I think that's and a decision I have, every person needs to make. I have an even better reason. Yes. The the fee, the annual expense ratio for the American balanced fund is over six-tenths of a percent a year, while the Vanguard balanced index fund is seven one-hundredths of a percent per year, so it's vastly less expensive. And that vast, less expensiveness is reflected in long-term returns. Vanguard's balanced index over 15 years has slightly outperformed American balance, not by a lot, a couple of percentage, or a couple of tenths of a percentage point, but every little bit adds up. And the other thing that's really interesting is that the American Fund's balanced fund has in it 185 stocks and 1,800 bonds, while the 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 Vanguard balanced index has within it, uh, let's see what the latest number is. I know it's in the thousands, uh, 3,392 stocks and 11,000 bonds. <laughs> yeah, and let me just finish the thought around that. Uh, you raise a very good point. It, when you buy the Vanguard fund, you know what you own and you know what you own for a long period of time. When you buy the American funds fund, You may know what you own today, but I guarantee you in a year, it will look a lot different. Those stocks will be traded. Different people come in. That's another reason, I think, to say, I will take market. I'll take what the stocks that are out there, they're holding all those for a long period of time versus a manager trying to pick stocks, which they're definitely doing with American funds. I even have another one. And that fits with it fits with your topic for the day. The American fund portfolio, if you have it in a taxable account, is going to cost you more in taxes because they turn the entire portfolio over every year. They have 100% turnover, whereas Vanguard in their balanced index fund has 37% turnover. That means more realized capital gains along the way. So um, there you go. We We got all kinds of reasons not to do that. Uh, again, remember, you can send in your questions to us at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You want to do one more before we call it a podcast? Not really. I, I'm really tired. There's been a very taxing podcast. Let's just put it that way. Oh, 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 oh. wow. Sorry, I'm laughing hysterically. Okay. Then we won't do another All one. All right. All no, right. it's okay. Go mm, ahead. You want to. Come on. All right. The I... subject is... Combine two Roth conversion IRAs. Hi, I have a Roth IRA at TD Ameritrade, originally at Schwab, that I converted from a traditional IRA in the 90s when the taxes could be spread over four years. Ah, those were the days. Mm -hmm. My current income prohibits me from future contributions, 
good problem to have. And so yeah. I started doing a backdoor Roth at Vanguard in 2019. Can I move the TD Roth to Vanguard and combine them? TD has $75 closing fee. However, I'm willing to pay it to simplify my finances and get away from TD. Thank you. You know, I don't know the answer to that because uh, there may be some different treatment. Eh, no, there won't be. Door. Not tax treatment. I think not. No, no, no. Yeah, I think, no, I think no. if you throw it all in the Roth, then you're okay. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing to think about from an estate uh, planning uh, standpoint. In other, if you had an IRA that came from a 401k, that might be offered different protections than an IRA that you just generated on your own, not in an employer-based plan. Uh, but otherwise, no, I think that's okay. Yeah. Moving and the on 75 bucks long-term. Good Lord. You know, for the, for the, for the hassles, I, you know, one of the things you have to take into account in life, we, we, we focus on the financial aspects, but there's also the living aspects. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a future podcast on that. All the things that you can avoid doing by simplifying your financial life and all the things that you can, that all that time that can go to enjoying the real stuff, the stuff you really want to be doing, not managing money. So, uh, thank you very much for your question. Again, send questions into us at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form or call us and record them at 855-935-TALK or, or call us on Saturdays from noon to two Pacific, three to five Eastern. And you can talk to us live at that same number, 855-935-TALK. Oh, finally. I thought of a better analogy. All right, go ahead. Uh, can you be a little pregnant? No, anyway, that that was a bit better than the uh, than the weight loss one, better than the Republican or Democrat. I guess it wasn't that good, so I'm oh, sorry. Thank, thank you. I don't even have to say anything. You save. You just you just said it and beat it up. So it worked for me. Uh, what else? Oh, retire meat, Tom. You forgot retire meat. It's coming up. Well, I never forget it. I just it's just you know it, you get a you got to sign up. You get. Uh, less than or about two weeks, right? From I mean, when you, up, yeah, right? from when we put this podcast up. Yeah, I um, mean, so two weeks, and you're going to hear from some world class speakers, Paul Merriman. Uh, we've got David Booth from uh, from Dimensional Funds, a founder and executive chair. Don will be speaking. I'll be speaking. We got people on long term care. We've got Herb Weisbaum on protecting yourself from scams. It's all there, and guess what? It's all virtual, and it's all free. So you don't have to drive to Bellevue, Washington. You don't have to pay anything. You don't get any food this year as opposed to the other years. But you get a great education. Starts at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, February 20th. And it is an event not to be missed. Retiremeet.com. And here's the thing. It's guaranteed to go off without a hitch. No technical difficulties. It'll be the best information you'll ever hear or your money back. (laughs) There's no money. Did you leave, Tom? No, I'm still here. Oh, you got very quiet for a minute. I just waited. I was waiting to see what you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would really, really, truly, and Tom would too, appreciate it if you tell a friend or two or a thousand. Do you know a thousand people? Uh, and also, if you like what you hear, or if you don't like it, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We prefer if you like it, you leave the review, of course. But hey, either way, we got to be fair. And thanks for listening. We'll have another podcast for you really soon. That's what we do. He's Tom Cock. I'm Don McDonald. Thanks for listening to Talking Real Money. (laughs) What? Talking Real Money. 
We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 